I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today. It is Wednesday, August 24th. I hope you're having a great day. It's another beautiful day. And uh, I hope that uh, you are rejoicing in the Lord. Hope you've taken some time today already to thank God for something He's done for you. Uh, God has been so good and uh, we, are, uh, we are so undeserving, but I'm glad that we can rejoice in God's goodness today. We welcome you, those that are listening today by way of radio, 95.9 FM is the station, uh, WVFV, Voice for Victory. And we're glad to have you with us on the radio. Those on our radio app, uh, that you have downloaded on your uh, smartphone or on your tablet or on your computer. We welcome you. Those that are uh, listening online and those that are listening on our podcast, we welcome you today. And then those that are watching by way of Facebook and those watching on YouTube, thank you for joining us. I hope you're having a great day. We're talking about thanking God and praising God. I was preaching this morning uh, in our chapel services at Victory Christian Academy. We have such a good time and maybe mark your, mark your calendar, mark your prayer list to pray for us on Wednesday mornings. Uh, unless it's an unusual week, if we have a guest speaker, maybe we'll move it. But otherwise, it's every Wednesday we have chapel services. Uh, the first chapel is for the, uh, the pre-K and uh, the lower elementary, and then the upper elementary and middle school and high school. Uh, we have two different services, but it's such a wonderful time. We we're talking today about praising God. And uh, Zephaniah, we were in the Old Testament in the Minor Prophets this morning, where it talks about God being a mighty God. He is mighty to save. And uh, as we were talking about that passage, it says in Zephaniah 3.14, I believe it is, it says, Sing, shout, rejoice, and be glad, and rejoice with all your heart. And we're rejoicing in the fact that God is mighty, that God is able to save. And uh, I said, well, you know, sometimes we think that praising God is what everybody else is supposed to do. And you say, well, I'll let, the, I'll let the pastor, I'll let him praise God, or I'll let the song leader, or uh, I have the choir, we'll let the, we'll let the choir praise God, or we'll let the musicians, or we'll let the young people, you know, they like to sing, they like to make noise, but I don't have to praise God. Well, the Bible says in Psalm 150, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. If you're breathing today, you should be, and I should be, praising God. Don't wait till Sunday to praise God. Don't wait till a certain day or don't wait till Thanksgiving. Are you kidding me? We've got so much to thank God for every day. And if God's given you breath, that's a good reason to thank Him. That's one thing to thank Him for. But thank Him for His goodness. God has been so, so good. Happy birthday today to Morgan Giles. Morgan, hope you have a great day. I got to see you this morning uh, briefly at the school, but I hope it's a wonderful day for you. And let's be in prayer for our service tonight. Prayer meeting and Bible study at 7 o'clock. 
We have our Teens on Target, Brother Nathan and Miss Grace. That's at 7 o'clock. And then we have our Master Clubs. And the Master Clubs, they will, the teens meet in the auditorium, and then we dismiss them. But the Master Clubs will meet uh, in the Evans Building. And so just keep that in mind when you come tonight. If you get here a little early, if you need to get the, the Master Club books or the vest, you can get those in the bookstore. But uh, they'll meet in the Evans Building. They'll go to their classrooms. We even have a new class. Uh, we, we found out last week just with the, the size of the class, we need to split it. So we'll talk about that. I'll have some signs up tonight, but it'd be a good good service tonight at 7 o'clock. We're in the book of Revelation, and I'm excited about the uh, series tonight and the message tonight. I hope you'll be here. Hope you'll be in prayer for that. Let's pray for our church. Pray for uh, all of our students, not just at VCA, but pray for our students at all the schools in the area. Uh, many going back to school this week, and then I think the last ones will start back on the 29th on Monday. Uh, pray for our college students. Uh, we've got uh, some that are most that are already off to college. I think one's uh, uh, leaving today and going down to Florida. Let's be in prayer for uh, all of our college students as they're getting started. Pray for our teachers and let's pray for one another. Here's a great song. Uh, Brother John Epley and his wife Tiffany, they sing, uh, Be Living. And uh, when Brother Nathan first told, uh, uh, said it to me, I said, well, are you sure it's not a misspelling? It kind of sounds like believing. We should be believing, uh, but we also, we ought to be living. And I hope you're living for Christ. Hope you're living every day uh, with the joy of the Lord and victory in Jesus. Let's uh, look at the, hear the song, and then we'll look at our Bible study in Psalm 133 right after this song. I don't know where I'm headed down this winding road of life, but I know that my Jesus walks with me, guides me to that eternal home on high, protected on the stormy deep. And I'm living, I'm living in the promise of His Word, forgiven by His sacrifice and grace. I'm in the promise of his word and standing on a rock that never fails the earth is in anguish the end is drawing nigh yet we know not the hour or the day when our lord will be coming in a cloud of glory bright Oh, my brother, keep humble hearts and pray. And I'm living, I'm living in the promise of his word, forgiven by his sacrifice and grace. I'm living, I'm living in the promise of his word, and standing on a rock that never fails. I'm living, I'm living in the promise of his word. Forgiven by His sacrifice and grace I'm living, I'm living in the promise of His word And standing on a rock that never fails I'm standing on a rock that never fails Amen for that. I hope you enjoyed that song. And uh, I'm glad we are standing on the rock that never fails. I hope you're enjoying life today. You know, the Christian life, it's a great life. It's a wonderful life. It's the greatest life in all the world. 
I love that passage. I, I think whenever I think of the passage, I always think about Curtis Hudson. He was the editor of the Sword of the Lord, and he used to come to our church in Rockford, Illinois, Berean Baptist Church. Every year, I believe it was in October, we had a big friend day. And uh, I remember uh, those Sundays where that morning service, it'd be packed in the balcony, and uh, th there'd be so many visitors there. And Curtis Hudson uh, was a great preacher, great soul winner, great man of God, but uh, he would present the gospel, and he could present the gospel like very few I've ever heard. It was so powerful. And uh, he would present the gospel, and it'd be a great Sunday morning evangelistic service, Sunday morning for Friend Day. Well, then he'd stay, and he'd preach Sunday night. And I remember one of those Sunday night services, he got up, and um, he, he forgot, or he forgot, or he lost, he couldn't find his glasses. And so he couldn't read uh, his, his scripture, he didn't have notes. And he got up there, and you could tell he felt bad. He kind of mentioned something. He started preaching, and you couldn't tell he didn't have notes, and you couldn't tell he couldn't read the, the, the Scripture very well without his glasses. He got up, and he preached from 1 Peter chapter 3, where it says, For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his lips from evil and his uh, tongue that it speaks no guile. Let him uh, uh, pursue peace and ensue it. And uh, for the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. And uh, I, I tried to quote it. I think I missed a few words there. But that's the passage. He that will love life and see good days. And he went through that whole passage. He said, how to love life. He said, you want to know how to love life? Well, here's what the Bible says. Uh, keep your mouth from speaking evil. Just, just guard what you say. Guard, think about it before you speak. Pray about it before you speak. Uh, uh, refrain his lips from evil and his tongue that speaks no guile. Let him uh, pursue peace. He said, hey, go after peace. You know, some people, they're, they're out trying to make life miserable for people. Uh, friend, if you've got nothing else better to do, you've got problems and you're going to be miserable. You're going to destroy yourself. Uh, let him uh, seek peace and ensue it. Um, for the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. You know, that's a good way to, to love life is just to remember God's watching. God loves you. God cares about you. God knows what you're going through. And uh, his ears are open. That's a good way to enjoy life. When, when you have trouble, pray about it. Talk to God about it. But uh, I'll never forget. And I hope uh, that, that sermon, I'll never forget how to love life found in the Bible, 1 Peter uh, chapter 3. And I believe that's a, a quotation from Psalm 37, I believe is the psalm, but it's found in the Old Testament and the New. But anyway, I'm not sure. I guess it was the song that reminded me of that. We're talking about unity. And we talked yesterday about having unity in a marriage, unity in a family, unity in a, a business, a unity uh, on a sports team, a unity in our country. We are the United States of America. Uh, united we stand. Remember that? We talked about that after 9-11. That was a big thing. United we stand, divided we fall. Well, that's a principle found in the scripture. Unity is so important. Uh, I, I came across this story. I thought this was funny. I don't usually read stories to you on uh, the uh, winning side broadcast, but I thought this was good. It's entitled, The Result of Disagreement. And this is not original with me, but here's what the story says. There was a family from New York that bought a ranch out west. They were intending to raise cattle, go into business and uh, take that up. And that'd be a definitely a new life for them and uh, something they were not used to. When their friends came and visited, they acquired, inquired about the ranch's name. And I don't know if we have a lot of ranches around here, but I know out west you see a lot of ranches and they'll have a, a sign, you know, over the, the entryway and whatever. And so people wanted to know, what's the name of your ranch? And the rancher would always reply, or I wouldn't say always reply, but this was the story. He'd say, I wanted to name it 
the Bar J Ranch. My wife favored Susie Q. She thought that was a good name to call it the Susie Q Ranch. One of our sons wanted the Flying W Ranch, and the other one liked the Lazy Y Ranch. So, we're calling it the Bar J, Susie Q, Flying W, Lazy Y Ranch. The friends asked, they said, so where are all your cattle? And the farmer, the rancher replied and said, well, none of them survived the branding. I thought that was pretty good, huh? Here was a family that they couldn't come to any agreement. There couldn't be unity. Everybody had to have their way and uh, made a mess of things. Well, can I tell you, we make a mess of things when we cannot have unity. Unity often means that you're going to set your preferences aside, uh, your wants, your desires aside for the benefit of another or for the benefit of the family or for the benefit of the business. There must be unity. Unity is found in the Bible. The word unity is found three times. It's found in Psalm 133, which we read. But then it's found in the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 4. Uh, verse number 3, and Ephesians 4 and verse number 13 is where we find the word unity. Uh, the book of Acts refers to unity, but it calls it, uh, the idea is to be in one accord. Uh, to, you're, you're, you have several people, or many people, but you are all on the same page. You are all in agreement. You are all in harmony. Uh, that's what happens uh, in a choir, is you have many voices, but those voices blend. It doesn't sound like 40 people singing different notes, different words, different song. It, it, it all works together and it goes with the piano and it goes with the organ and it goes with the instruments. It's because there is unity. There is a one accord. Let me see if I can get to Ephesians chapter 4. I was turning pages and I forgot what I was doing here. Ephesians chapter 4, we see the word unity is found in this passage. And in verse number 3, the Bible says, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Did you know when you have unity, that is a, a direct correlation with your relationship with the Holy Spirit of God. When the Holy Spirit has control, there's going to be unity. And when the Holy Spirit has control, you and I are going to be working together, endeavoring together for unity. Verse number 13, it says, Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Now, we're not going to be like Christ, and we're not going to be perfected in knowledge until we see Him. And when we see Him, we'll see Him face to face, and we will be like Him, the Bible says. But until then, we should be striving and working and putting forth effort to be in unity. We talked about a family and a marriage and a home and a business and a country. And we talked about athletics yesterday, but today let's talk for a few minutes about the church. You know, the church must be in one accord. There must be unity in a church. If a church does not have unity, that church will be destroyed. That church will not make it. That church will not last if there is not unity. There must be unity with a pastor and people. You see, the pastor can't be on the attack against the people and the people on the attack against the pastor. That doesn't work. Uh, churches do not grow. Churches do not thrive. Churches do not even survive when that is the dynamic. There must be unity with deacons. Uh, there must be unity with the pastor and the deacons. There must be unity with the deacons themselves. There must be unity with the staff. 
uh, here at our church, in our, on our uh, church staff, we have uh, three pastors. We have myself, Brother Nathan, Brother Dan. Well, when we have a staff meeting or when we have an issue, uh, we're not fighting. Uh, we're not, oh, you, don't, you can't do that. No, what are you thinking? No, you know what we're doing? We're trying to come together in, in, in a spirit of unity and say, what would God have us to do? What, what's the best plan? What's the best approach? There must be unity with church workers. Uh, you can't have a bus ministry and the workers are fighting. You can't have a children's ministry and the workers are fighting. You can't have a choir and the, and the workers and the singers are all fighting with each other. There must be unity. There must be unity in every ministry. There must be unity in the nursery ministry. Uh, there must be nursery in the adult ministry. Uh, there must be unity for, with the security and with the ushers and with the greeters and the sound men. And there must be unity. Acts 1.14, the Bible says that they continued in prayer and supplication. I'll tell you one way to find unity. I'll tell you one way to be in one accord. You get with somebody and you pray with that person. Or how about this? Before you ever pray with that person, you pray for that person. When you pray for somebody, I tell you, you're going to have a desire to have unity with those people. These all, the Bible says, continued with one accord in prayer and supplication. The Bible says in Acts 2 and verse number 1 that they were all come uh, and they were all with one accord in one place. You know, to have unity, you've got to get together. You say, yeah, I get along great with the church, but if you never come, you really don't get along great. Uh, yeah, I get along great with this ministry, but I never serve. I, I never show up. No, you got to show up. You got to work together. You got to be together. Acts 2, 1, we find that was the day of Pentecost, and that was when the Holy Spirit of God came down. I tell you, when there's unity, when there is one accord, there will be Holy Spirit filling and how we need that so desperately. Acts 2.46, I'll read you one more verse for today. It says, and they continuing daily, every day, they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking of bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. When we are in unity, guess what happens? We will be in the temple. We will have singleness of heart. We will have gladness. We will be praising God. We will be having favor with people, and people are going to be saved. People are going to be added to the church. A church that has unity is going to be a growing church. You know why? Because people are going to see it and say, that's what I want. People are going to see it and say, I want to be a part of that. God's going to see it. And God's going to bless a church that is united in a love for Christ, united in doctrine, united uh, uh, behind the Word of God, united behind Christ. That is a church that God is going to bless. And friend, that's a church that I want to be a part of. I hope you do too. I hope you have a great day. I hope this helps. We'll continue tomorrow from Psalm 133. Have a great day. Look forward to seeing many of you tonight at our service at 7 o'clock. God bless you. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.